So the Lord has given me a message, and the title of this message is Push, Push with Purpose. And what the Lord had given to me, and I pray, God, that this word would come forth just the way that you were ministering to my heart. He said, push, push with purpose. And what he said was, we are in the fourth quarter of the year. And he said that many of my people, he was speaking to me as well, many of my people are becoming weary. Many of my people are becoming tired and well-doing. But he wanted me to encourage his people on this morning to do not become weary and well-doing, for you will reap if you faint not. So we're going to push. We're going to continue to push. If you belong to Capital City Church, and even any believers out there, those that are joining us via live stream, the body of Christ needs to continue to push. Now is not the time to give up. That's what the Lord wants me to know, and he wants you to know. It is not the time to give up. He says to push, push on purpose. And he reminded me of a championship game. My son, Laron, and my nephew, Lil Bubba, was in a championship game at St. Andrews Middle School. And these two guys played together since they were probably three or four years old in just about every sport. They were tag team. I mean, they had other team members, but they knew one another. And God reminded me in this game, if you were there and some of my family members were there, it looked like the opposing team was going to win this game. It looked like the opposing team was going to win this game. But God said that we should walk by faith and not by sight. And so during the fourth quarter of this game, if I remember correctly, there had to be a timeout. They had to pause for a minute so that they can push forward, so they could win this championship game. They were tired. They were weary. I remember my son at the end of the game coming bruised up, swollen eye. They were tired. They were weary. But coach said it's time for a timeout, a reset. And God said it's, a time, it's time for a reset, a renewal of mind for my people. And the coach spoke whatever he spoke to them. They came back out from this timeout or uh, maybe even um, halftime, but I believe it was the fourth quarter, halftime, or a timeout, they came back out with vengeance. They knew who they were, and they knew what they came to do, to take this trophy home, to finish this race. And if you don't remember anything else I say today, there's three things that God spoke to me to remind his people. Number one, he said to walk by faith. We can't get concerned about what we see. We need to walk by faith, knowing that God is the author and finisher of our faith. And whatever he spoke, whatever he said, he's going to do it. We got to have faith. He said to remember whose you are. 
Sometimes we get distracted, we get discouraged, and we forget whose we are. When we gave our life to Christ, we became new creations. We are new by the shed blood of Jesus Christ on Calvary. We are new creations. We are not the same people. And then he said, <clears throat> you can't quit when there's purpose attached to it. Each one of us that is in here, that God woke up this morning, has purpose. And we must be reminded of that. It is not by accident that you're here today. It is not by accident that God woke you up. It is not by accident that the Holy Spirit speaks things to us. Go and encourage this person. Call this person. Text this person. Pray for this person. Uplift this person. Encourage this person. It is not by accident. There's purpose assigned to you. Every gift that God gave to you, there's purpose in it. He says that your gifts will make room for you. We got to learn to utilize those gifts that God has placed down on the inside of us. They're not really for us. We think they're for us. But God has purpose in it. He wants to use it for his glory. So again, walk by faith. Remember whose you are. And you can't quit when there's purpose attached to it. But sometimes, as I mentioned, we can get weary. Sometimes we're praying, we're praising the Lord, and we're trying to push. But we get weary, we get tired. And like David in Psalms 13, in Psalms 13, David is greatly distressed. Thank you. I would get up here and need water. <clears throat> in Psalms 13, and this scripture is not on the um, slides, but David is in great distress. He's being chased by his enemies. And David asked the Lord, how long, O Lord? How long will you forget me? How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me? And maybe you said to the Lord, how long? How long will you forget me? How long, O oh Lord? Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me, Holy Spirit. Maybe you're like Habakkuk in Habakkuk 1. Habakkuk is asking the Lord, how long? How long will you be silent? I'm praying to you, Lord, but I don't hear a thing. How long, oh Lord, will you be silent? Habakkuk is in great distress over the uh, mistreatment and the violence amongst God's people. And he's praying to the Lord and asking him, how long? Will you be silent? How long?
Hello. <clears throat> Sometimes we're hanging in the balance of frustration and faith. In the balance of frustration and faith. But God wants us to push forward, to push with purpose. So maybe God is not answering. Maybe we're even like the Gentile woman, the Canaanite woman. Get thee behind me, Satan. You got to move in the name of Jesus. Maybe we're like the Canaanite woman who's praying and asking God, pleading with him to deliver her oppressed daughter. And God is silent. He's not saying a word. The scripture is not up here, but I want to read it briefly. She says, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply. <clears throat> not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all of her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and she worshiped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. And Jesus responded, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. Amen. We got to be persistent. <clears throat> And cry out to the Lord, even when we're not deserving. Even when we're not deserving, God says that he has come for the lost, the lost sheep. But in his word, it says that even the dogs deserve to eat. Amen. <clears throat> so sometimes God is silent. Sometimes he doesn't come when we want him to come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I hadn't been up here speaking since Mother's Day, and today the enemy would try me. But he is a liar. He is a liar. In the name of Jesus. There's a word that the Lord wants to speak, and it will come forth in the name of Jesus. I will not be moved by his tactics. I will not be moved by what he's trying to do. It will come forth with power. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you right now. You got to move. 
in the name of Jesus. No weapon, no weapon, no weapon. I am a child of the Most High God, and there's nothing you can do in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. I worship you, Lord. I honor you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Sometimes we're crying out to him. Sometimes we're calling on him. And he's silent. But God spoke to me and said, sometimes I'm speaking, but you're not aligned with my heart. So you can't hear me. How many times we're not aligned with the heart of Jesus? He's trying to get through to us. He's trying to speak to us, but our heart is not aligned. I was thinking about our garage door. Some months ago, as we tried to leave the house, the garage door was getting stuck. And um, Pastor Ron called the garage service people. They came out. And they told him to look at the two little things on the side, the sensors on each side. And um, he told me after they had left the house or whatever and did what they needed to do, he said, you know, I called these people and they tried to charge me all this money. And the only issue was that the sensors were not aligned. All I needed to do was align the sensors. And God says that we're the same way. Sometimes we need to adjust. Sometimes we need to realign so that we can hear from him. When we're out of line, out of alignment, we're not connected to him. So he's not moving. We can't hear him. He's speaking. That garage door was trying to move, but it was out of line. Pastor was getting ready to spend a whole bunch of money <laughs> on fixing that, that garage. But it was just that it needed to be adjusted. It was out of line. And so anytime we're seeking the Lord and we can't hear him, check our alignment. Lord, am I, is my heart aligned with yours? Are my thoughts aligned with yours? Am I in your will? Or am I trying to do this on my own? Am I listening to the voice of the enemy or others? Help me, God. Get me aligned with your heart. And so God wants us to know it is going to be by faith that we finish this race. By faith that we walk and not by sight. Hebrews eleven six says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. We cannot be effective in running this race 
without faith. It takes faith to keep pushing. It takes faith to keep praying. It takes faith to keep praising when there's no evidence of God moving. I don't hear you, God. I don't see it, God. And you want me to keep praying? You want me to keep praising? You want me to keep pushing? He says, yes. It is impossible to please him without faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. His word encourages us to keep moving forward. His word encourages us to keep praying, to keep praising. There's countless examples that have gone before us. So we got to walk by faith. It was by faith that Sarah embraced the miracle of her son. Sarah was barren. And God is saying that it's going to be by faith that those barren and impossible situations in your life are going to come to pass. Only by faith. All we have to do, praise you, Lord, all we have to do is believe and walk by faith. It is God's job to perform the miracle. He's the one that spoke it. So it's his job to perform the miracle, not mine, not yours. Our job is to walk by faith. One of my cousins sent me a text on yesterday, and I just, there's one thing that stood out to me. It was a uh, message, but it was only a clip of a message. And the one thing that I stood that, um, that just pressed upon my heart was, um, the pastor used the analogy, return to sender. Return to sender. And what he was saying was, those things that God have placed before you, you're not responsible for changing those things. Just as today when we order things from Amazon or Walmart or wherever, when that product comes and it's not right, guess what we do? We return to sender. So God is the one that has placed these things before you. That wayward child that you're worried about, he, was, he or she was God's before it was yours. Return to sender. That marriage that, that's in turmoil, you're not sure where it's going to go, God is the one that put it together. Return to sender. This, this ministry or anything that God has called you to, he called you to it. Return to sender. It's his responsibility to do the work, not yours. When we put our hands on it, guess what we do? We make a mess of it. Return to sender. It is not your responsibility to change people. It is not your responsibility to try and do things on your own strength. We make a mess of things when we put our own hands on it. Walk by faith and not by sight. So we're going to just journey really quickly through Hebrews 11, 24 through 28. There is uh, multiple examples of faith in this particular uh, chapter in Hebrews. Countless. 
We have Abel. We have Sarah. We have Abraham. We have Enoch. Countless examples. But we're going to focus on Moses today. In Hebrews eleven twenty four, it says that it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures, pleasures of sin. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. Verse 26, he thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going before, because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. Amen. And it, is, it was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle the blood on the doorposts so that, so that the angel of death would not kill the firstborn sons. And then lastly, in verse 29, it was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. Hallelujah. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were drowned. Now, we know the story of Moses, and this assignment was not easy. Moses could have given up, but he continued to push. Moses could have thrown in the towel, but he continued to push. By faith, he continued. Moses understood his assignment. Many times we forget the assignment. Many times we forget the call on our lives. Many times we forget the great commission. We have purpose in our life. It is not about us. But Moses kept moving forward. Moses could have stayed in Egypt. This is what he was familiar with. He was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. So he could have stayed there. But Moses saw the oppression of his people. He saw how his uh, people was being treated. And when God called him, yes, he was a little hesitant. But at the end of the day, he understood his assignment and he pushed. He led the people out of Egypt, even with their complaining, even going back and forth with God. And that's what we have to do. When things aren't going the way that we thought they should go or think they should go or the way that the Lord spoke it to us, and nine times out of ten, if God gives you a promise or speaks something to you, there's going to be some opposition. It's not going to go entirely the way that you think it is going to go. That opposition produces patience in us. It produces endurance in us so that we're able to move to the next level in Jesus' name. Moses even um, got, went to God and God said, go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Moses said, my own people are not even listening to me. 
and you want me to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go? There was so much opposition in his walk, in his journey, but he kept moving forward by faith. He didn't give up. He had the opportunity to give up, but he didn't. He continued to walk by faith. The next thing out of the three things was to remember who you are. You have a new name written down in glory. And we have to remember we're no longer the same. When Jesus Christ gave his life on the cross and you accepted him as your personal savior, he says you're no longer the same. I don't care what the enemy tries to bring back up of your past. You are not the same. You have a new name written down in glory. Hallelujah. We know that Moses was adopted. So I would assume that his real name was not Moses. He had a new name written in glory. We know that uh, Abram was uh, Abraham. Sarai was uh, changed to Sarah. And I didn't know this until doing some studying, but uh, Gideon's name uh, was also Jerubabel, I believe. They had new names written down in glory. And you have new names written in glory. After Jacob wrestled with the angel of the Lord, the Lord said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Remember who you are. Remember whose you are in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Hebrews 12, 1 through 5, starting at verse number 1. This is my last point, that we press forward and we continue to push it says that, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Hallelujah. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. There are pioneers that have gone before us, and even those that are sitting here in the sanctuary, testimonies of those that uh, have more wisdom, uh, have more wisdom and experience, in their faith. And we have to grab a hold of what God is saying in his word by those that have gone before us. And then those uh, pioneers and testimonies that are here in the house. The word tells us that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. Testimonies of people that have overcome. Grab a hold of that. Jesus is the ultimate example. In uh, Hebrews 12, 3 through 4, he says, Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Again, do not get weary in your well-doing, for we reap if we faint not. 
There's a great reward that awaits us in heaven, but I believe that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. God says to let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. And verse number five, and have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. God is such an awesome God. And he left us with an advocate. He left us with a comforter, a defender, an encourager. And the Holy Spirit of God is our coach on this race. Getting us through this journey, this faith walk, so that we can continue to run with endurance. And when we get weary, he's there to coach us along. When we're running the race too fast, he's there to say, slow down, my child, rest. The Holy Spirit of God is the one that keeps us, encourages us. We cannot do this alone. We will fail, we will faint if we try to do this alone. I am reminded of a scene in the movie Overcomer. The odds were against this child on this track team. As a matter of fact, she was the only one on this track team in her high school. She had asthma and the odds were against her. But at the end of this movie, this child had uh, met her dad that she thought was dead, but her dad was dying and he recorded um, a message to her for her to put in her ear and listen to as she ran a uh, race to win a championship game. And as she ran this race, she would hear her dad at every uh, point in the race cheering her on. And that is the Holy Spirit doing the same with us. As we walk this race or run this race with endurance, he's right there at every corner. In my marriage, in this ministry, at work. Whenever I get confused, I don't know what to do. When I get weary, I don't know what to do. When I want to just cry out and just throw in the towel, the Holy Spirit of God my advocate, my comforter. He encourages me. He lifts me up. He helps me to know who I am in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And this child ends up winning the race because her father is there encouraging her along. Okay, you're going to be at this point, do this. Okay, you're going to be at that point, do that. But it's only when we are aligned to the heart of Jesus that we can hear his voice. He says that my sheep hear my voice and that of a stranger, they will not answer. Listen to the voice of the Lord. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us, keeping us on the right path. It is easy to get off track. It is easy to get clipped up, as the word says, to get tripped up by sin, by discouragement, by hurt, 
by anger, by shame. But the Holy Spirit of God will keep us encouraged, us, will keep us on the right path, will give us the endurance we need to keep on going. This race is not easy, by no means. If somebody tells you that this faith walk is easy, they are a liar, okay? This walk takes faith. Faith in something we cannot see. And so we have to hold, the hope that we hold on to is Jesus Christ. And knowing that great reward that awaits us when we stand before the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe that God wants Capital City Church to finish this year strong. To finish strong, to do not get weary in well-doing. It may not look like anything is happening. It may not look like God is up to something. But his hands is all over us. The spirit of God is here. And where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. Amen? Continue to finish. We're in the fourth quarter. There's a prize that awaits us. As we finish this year, I encourage us to get our minds aligned with the heart of Jesus, to prepare for what he's going to do in this new season, in this new year. We had an awesome message about community last week from Pastor, and I am just so encouraged by what God is going to do through us and with us at this growing church on the corner of Timrod and Monticello Road. God says to not forsake uh, humble beginnings. Trust in God. Have faith. Have faith and trust him. Believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I pray that this word encourages you on today. I pray that it went forth and touched the hearts and minds of your people. God, I thank you for getting me through this word, God. It is only by you, God. It was not by my might, by no power, but by the Holy Spirit of God. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for who you are, oh God. I thank you for who you are in my life, oh God. I am nothing without you, God. I thank you for raising me up out of the darkness, God. I thank you, Lord, for every person in this house on today, God. Continue to bless them, God. Continue to do a work in us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Father, we close this word on today, God, and we open up the altar, God. For anyone that needs prayer, the altar is open. You can seek the Lord on your own, or Pastor and I will be there to pray with you and for you. In Jesus' name, amen.